Hi, everyone. Welcome to this episode of All Things Iceland. It's Jules. And throughout this episode, I'll be providing what you need to know if you plan to visit Iceland during April. If you're new to the podcast, first of all, welcome. But for those who are unaware, I'm doing a series in which I have similar podcast episodes for January through March so far. So I started in 2023, this series. And as I keep going each month, I am talking about the particular month and what you need to know. So in terms of overall topics, the weather, road conditions, what to wear slash pack. If you're going to be visiting, for instance, this is for April, what makes it worth it to visit during this month, some tips on driving during this time because it can get a little tricky, top activities and events that happen annually during this month as well. And we're just going to kind of jump right into it with the weather. April is very much a transitional month in Iceland. We still can have some wintry conditions in certain areas, but there's also spring. And spring in Iceland is different than maybe what you're used to regarding spring. A lot of people think of like budding flowers and just kind of things coming alive again. As we get towards the end of the month, that's kind of the case. But mostly spring has a lot more in Iceland to do with long days. Like the days are just getting so much longer. And I'll definitely go into that when I talk about the daylight hours that you can expect. Because it's amazing how much more daylight we have. As usual, though, in Iceland, the weather can be unpredictable with temperatures that are varying. On average, the low would be around 3 degrees Celsius, so 39 degrees Fahrenheit and maybe a high of 7 degrees Celsius, which is 45 degrees Fahrenheit. Admittedly, it can go higher than that, and we did see some temperatures that went higher than that in Iceland last month, so I'm just talking about the 2023 year, which you can't take that as a definite for happening, and it's just kind of funny sometimes how this is just the case. Iceland has varying weather, but it is good to think about this more of sort of like a wintry month, that can have some warmer temperatures. Regarding daylight hours, like I mentioned, it's a big advantage in April to come because the hours are amazing. Starting on April 1st, we have 13 hours and 31 minutes of daylight. By mid-April, we have 15 hours and 3 minutes. And then by April 30th, we have 16 hours and 43 minutes. So definitely really nice. And something to think about for people who are looking to maybe come in the later part of the month because it gives you opportunity just to have so much time to be able to explore. And as many of you know who are have been listening at least for a few episodes, I'm a big fan of exploring, especially on your own. And if you are thinking about doing that, I highly recommend renting a car. And that takes me to the sponsor of the episode, which is Go Car Rental Iceland. They are a local Icelandic car rental company that has great customer service, a large variety of cars, and very competitive rates. And if you use my code ICELAND10, you'll save 10% off the entire cost of your rental car. And definitely people who have been using this have been saving a good chunk of change, especially those who are renting during the summer months because it can be double the price of what it is and during off-season or, you know, the low season, I guess is a better way of explaining it. And I've used this example before, but I just am always blown away by this one woman who sent me a message and said that she saved $400 switching from a 
larger internationally known company to this local car rental company in Iceland. I also wanted to say that Go Car Rental Iceland has changed one thing that's really important and super helpful for people who are renting. They used to have it where you would get a shuttle from Keplavik Airport to their office in the Reykjavik capital area. But because so many people request to have their car at the airport, you can now just pick it up there and there's no extra fee for that. So that's amazing. And it just helps to keep, you know, more money in your pocket because you don't have to pay that fee. And they've just kind of moved operations over to the airport. In addition, I am also collaborating now with Go Campers, which is the camper van arm of Go Car Rental Iceland, like their sister company, if you will. And for those who are looking to rent a camper van, you can now save on that as well. And I'll be doing a ton of camper van trips this summer. So definitely make sure you're checking out like my Instagram and YouTube. And of course, here on the podcast, I'll be talking about it as well. But you can use my code Iceland7 with Go Campers to save 7% and get two free duvets with your camper van rental, which is great because even in the summertime, it can get kind of chilly in the camper van even though they come with, of course, a heater, but you need something to cover your body. So <laughs> it's nice to be able to get that. And like I mentioned, I will definitely be talking about my camper van travels, mostly solo. So make sure that you keep an eye out for those episodes. And if you want visuals, you can, of course, see them over on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Facebook, you know, all the places. So during April or whenever we have a lot more Daylight hours, and of course winter too, you can rent a car or a camper van and explore your heart away. All right, now on to what to wear in April. Staying warm is pretty much the name of the game. Anytime we have even slight amount of potential for winter temperatures here. And of course the base layer, the thermal layer, followed by a sweater. I'm always a big advocate of my Lopa Pesa because it keeps me so warm, but you can also wear fleece or just something that really insulates. And then on top of that, a waterproof, windproof outer layer. I will, of course, have my Iceland packing checklist in the show notes of this episode for anybody who has not downloaded that yet. It has a winter and summer list. I would go with the winter list for this month. As you're getting towards the end of the month, you could probably do end up doing the summer list the only potential issue is that, you know, like I said, weather can vary. <laughs> it's just, but especially in the South, you should be fine. It's just in the evenings, it does get a little chilly. So that's just something to keep in mind. But if you have the layers, it won't be a problem. Having things like a hat, gloves, waterproof, well, more like water resistant boots for outdoor, outdoor activities will definitely come in handy. And if you're, you know, also wanting to protect any of your belongings, you can have bags that are also have water resistance to them. And, you know, if you're going to go into hot springs, a waterproof bag, especially going to places that don't have facilities outside, like, for instance, the Reykjadalur hot spring hike, which is around half an hour from Reykjavik in Kvergerði. So that sounds familiar, <laughs> may or may not, depending on how familiar you are with Iceland, but there would be a great place to have a waterproof bag just because out you change outdoors to get into this hot spring river that you can bathe in with other individuals. On to road conditions and driving in Iceland. In the south, and the ring road in general is going to be mostly clear, if not completely clear. Of course, it can matter if there was a storm or something 
but the main roads are in general accessible during this time. So if you wanted to do a ring road trip, you could. There are times where secondary roads and definitely in more remote areas like West Fjords or the East Fjords, of course, the Highlands, these roads can be closed. So the Highland roads are definitely closed. And even for professional drivers, a lot of them are not necessarily always going into Highlands this time because of melting and it gets muddy and it's so much harder just in general to be able to navigate and you can easily get stuck, which is no fun. Then you have to call for help or have another car with you if you you know were doing it that way. So the whole point is those more limited roads, don't worry about that. But just be aware of the fact that snow and ice that's melting can cause these muddy conditions. And of course, when you're hiking too, that's something to really keep in mind that you will come across trails that are more muddy. Stay on the trail. I know it's really tempting to go on the edge of the trail, but then that creates the trail being bigger and then, you know, messes up some of the flora that's in the area. And I know it for most people, they're not trying to do that, just trying to avoid getting too muddy or something. However, it's just important to keep that in mind. So I digress, but I just wanted to at least bring that up because that has been in the news, actually. And in some of the Facebook groups, Facebook is really big in Iceland regarding keeping in contact, community groups and things like that. So, you know, you see articles or people talking about how individuals are not using the trails because it's so muddy and that's just a part of this season. When it comes to driving, there are still nailed tires on rental car companies. And if you want to feel extra safe, you can definitely rent a 4x4 vehicle. Like I mentioned, it will already have studded tires. Even a two-wheel drive will have studded tires that will keep you safe. A lot of people here drive two-wheel drive cars that have studded tires during the winter and, of course, during April. So you won't have an issue there. And... If you're just driving the ring road, you won't come across that many gravel roads, but it will happen. And the best advice is just drive at a speed that you feel comfortable. It's okay to slow down and let other people pass you if need be. Now, why would it be beneficial for you to visit in April? Which I think is a great question. (laughs) And my answer to that is, I think it's fascinating that during this time, you can get a blend of like winter and spring or winter and summer-ish type of temperatures and landscape. So for one thing, there are less tourists. I mean, that's always a beneficial part to it. The landscape, though, is not going to be green like you would expect in the summer. I think I want to like really make that clear when I say a mix. I guess more of a mix of winter and spring, but even still spring, like I said, is more like the snow is melting. Maybe it's like a little bit more brown. When you get into late May, definitely like June, July, and August, that's when the vibrant colors around the country are popping. So if you're looking for that look, April wouldn't be the most beneficial. But then again, those months is also when you have a ridiculous amount of people, especially this year, that are visiting. So just keep that in mind. I really like driving during this time because one of my favorite things, especially in the mountains, is to see it with this, I call it an Oreo type of pattern or color. I shouldn't say pattern, it's more like the color because the mountains will have like some of them with the dark black ash or rock. And then you have the snow and you have this contrast with the white and the black. And then sometimes a little bit of green and then also some brown. And I just think it looks 
so beautiful, like the way that it starts to melt and the landscape is slowly coming back to life. It's really fascinating and mesmerizing. And then you have times where we could just have snow. It definitely happens. And we did have snow in April. So don't count that out. And don't think that uh, what I tell you the random fact of the episode, that means that everything is clear of wintry potential conditions because not the case. Iceland is full of surprises. Another thing is the northern lights. Now, this is officially outside of what we would consider northern lights season, but we still have dark enough nights where we can see the northern lights. So if you come during this time, I would say definitely more so early April to mid-April, better chances, not guaranteeing anything. Have to say that little disclaimer because I don't want people to come and then be upset that they didn't see them. It's just the nature of the lights. They're a natural phenomenon. They don't care, you know, in terms of showing up when people want to, unfortunately. And fortunately, maybe because then it makes it more special. Then, of course, if there are less people who are here doing activities, like going to places like glacier hiking, or ice caving, snowmobiling, and ice caves are still available during this month. Maybe not all of them. It just kind of depends on the conditions and the temperatures. But since they're still accessible, it's really fun to be able to do that. And with less people, it means that you can enjoy a lot more of it to yourself, which is pretty cool. And as I'd mentioned earlier about the temperatures, it is slightly warmer. Huge leg up when you come into Iceland or any place that's known to be decently chilly or chillier than what you're used to. Regarding events in Iceland during April, if you're into music and specifically would like to hear some Icelandic artists, new up-and-coming people, or maybe some faves that you've been listening to for a while, Aldre Foriek Söder is a concert that happens in the West Fjords of all places. So yeah, Isafjordur, which is in the West Fjords, getting there can, in April, can be tough, meaning driving. It's possible depending on the road conditions, like I mentioned, many people end up flying there. It's a really small town, so you can fly and end up walking around practically. I lived there for three weeks one summer when I was taking a course in Icelandic. It was great. It was amazing just to be there. It's a beautiful area. And I do want to go in winter, but I'm a little bit like, ah, who wants to be snowed in? <laughs> like I, have, I have to give myself a decent amount of time just in the event this possibly happens. But Aldari Foriek is scheduled to happen every year where Easter falls. So it happens over that long Easter weekend, well, at least a long Easter weekend here in Iceland. You have five days. So Thursday before Easter Sunday, Friday before Easter Sunday, Saturday, course Sunday, and then Monday. So during that weekend, they have this concert. And yeah, I've heard it could be a lot of fun. So in the future, I'm planning to check it out. Then there's also the Children's Cultural Festival. So with the kiddos, you can have a fun activities day or a couple of days. And that's happening in Reykjavik, so much more easily accessible for sure, especially when you have kids. We've talked a bit about already like activities, but there's always things like whale watching. And like I mentioned, glacier hiking, of course, exploring Reykjavik, you can do any time of year. But because it's April, more daylight less ice, which is, is lovely. <laughs> and then all the other like self-driving type of tours, you can go to Golden Circle and do more of the activities around the Golden Circle than maybe you would have done in the winter, Snaifasas Peninsula as a day trip, things like that. And of course, if you're really ambitious, 
do the whole ring road. Go have at it. It's really fun. And it's a different experience for sure doing it in April. And I'll talk about actually next month in May about my experience doing it for two weeks. And yeah, definitely still had some wintry conditions, especially in the north, which was fascinating. Before I move on to the random fact of the episode, I just want to give another shout out to the sponsor of the episode, Go Car Rental Iceland and Go Campers. So for Go Car Rental Iceland, remember that you can use Iceland 10 to save 10% off your entire rental cost. And for Go Campers, you can save 7% with Iceland 7 and get two free duvet covers with your camper van rental. For the random fact of the episode, I'd mentioned something about summer, specifically in April, and that's because officially, and this is a national holiday, the first day of summer in Iceland is in April. It is always the Thursday after April 18th. And I I do believe I've talked about this in another episode, but I just felt it was so appropriate for April because it still blows my mind. (laughs) This is an official holiday, but the explanation behind it makes a lot of sense. So in that case, it's like, okay, I get it. And the explanation is that according to the old Norse calendar, which is in essence the old Icelandic calendar, because Iceland has been, you know, was using this calendar back in the day, the calendar was split up into two, two seasons, winter, summer, which honestly, that's pretty much how it is here when you think about it. And each season is six months long. So once you get to April, so it starts in October and you get to April, winter is officially over in that it's the worst of it, right? So after many years of settlers living here, they saw a pattern that even though it could snow or whatever else, it didn't mean that they were going to have a super harsh winter still to endure, but rather there was this easing up of winter that happened after April 18th. So that is literally the first day of summer. There is a parade. There are parades, I should say, around the country. Yeah. And actually this year was so funny because it was nice outside. Normally it is raining. And actually they say, this is, you know, folklore that if it's frost the night before the first day of summer, that we're going to have a great summer. Well, unfortunately it didn't do that. (laughs) So, So it's up for grabs how this summer will be. Let's just cross our fingers and toes that it will be fine. But, you know, everyone's got their own thing that they say as a a potential. And I can definitely let you know this summer as I'm traveling around, if you won't be around this year, how it's been. But, yeah, I'm I'm excited about it regardless. So now you know, first day of summer in Iceland is officially in April. But the summer solstice, like June 21st, is, I wouldn't say unofficially, but it's more of a time where a lot more people think about summer really coming into full force here. The Icelandic word of the episode is April, April, which literally means April in Icelandic. So I hope you enjoyed this episode and found it helpful as you are planning your travels in April, whether it's, you know, whatever time in the future in which you plan to do that. If you've been enjoying the podcast, please feel free to leave a review and a rating on whatever platform that you're using it on. It helps other people to be able to find the podcast and learn about what it is that they will potentially gain knowledge regarding Iceland. And it also helps me to know, you know, that you're enjoying it. Thank you for listening to the podcast. 
Charms, tu plais,